0: Supportive, kind, funny, loving, superhero, backbone, selfless, determined. Uh, These are some of the words that describe our fathers, but you know what? These words are not enough and do not do them justice even. (laughs)
1: everyone. Welcome back to a special episode of Girls Without Borders. Um, this episode is actually all going to be dedicated to fathers in honor of Father's Day. And as you heard in the beginning, we uh, said a few words that we thought defined fathers in general, but we really feel like there aren't enough world, words in the world to really define what fathers are and what they do for us. Um, we thought that fathers and fatherhood deserves a whole episode because they really are the backbone of their women and their girls, their daughters, Um, and really they are instrumental in empowering women and setting them on the path to success. Every woman needs a father figure in her life to push her forward, to be there in her corner when she's trying to achieve her dreams. So we really thought that this, a topic like this in honor of Father's Day really fits with the the whole idea of women empowerment.
0: Nood, what do you think? I agree 110%. And I also think that, well, at least we think, Mm -hmm. that fathers aren't celebrated enough, you know? Mm -hmm. We go out here and we celebrate Mother's Day. We bring gifts for mothers. We cherish them and love them and always recite the things that mothers have done to us. But what about our fathers? Mm -hmm. They've done a lot for us, and yet we we don't celebrate them as much, and so sometimes it comes to a point where when we do celebrate them, they're shocked. Don't
1: yeah. you think? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So when we came to Canada, there's Father's Day in Canada, but when we were living in the UAE, there wasn't a Father's Day. No. So here, when when we tell my dad like Happy Father's Day, what like let's do something today? He's like, Why? Yeah, Why are you celebrating he's, me? He's Go confused. celebrate your mom. And it's like, exactly. Well, yes, we
0: do love to celebrate our mom, but. It's okay to also, have a day for you as well. Exactly. Yeah. And you and you know, uh, you know, it's interesting also. Like, even it was my father's birthday uh, two days ago.
1: Happy birthday and- to
0: him. All oh, right, happy birthday to my dad. Um, <laughs> but he came up to me. He's like, I don't want you to celebrate my birthday. It's not, it's not worth it to celebrate it. And I'm like, Baba, honestly, like, you are special, and we do need to celebrate your day. Yeah. You know, and it just sometimes it makes me sad that that he doesn't want to celebrate his own day because he doesn't even recognize all his hard work and his achievements and all that he's done for us, especially mm-hmm. for me to be the woman that I am today, especially knowing that my mom is a, is a woman that grew up without a father. She lost her father at the age of four in the Civil War in Lebanon, and till now she suffers from it. She feels very sad that she doesn't have that one person to be able to resort to in times of need, that backbone that we talked about, and that person that can fully understand her for who she is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to say, Nude, since we're talking about fathers today, do you wanna tell us a little bit more about your relationship with your dad?
0: Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. I can. I can start off, but you guys. Um, It wasn't always um, rainbows and flowers, I can tell you guys that much. Um, I actually grew up uh, resenting him. And I resented him for the fact that I felt like I was always disappointing him. I wasn't always up to his standard. I wasn't achieving what he expected from me. And aside from that, I always felt like he didn't love me. I was always a burden to him. You know, I'm just that extra child that was just bringing in misery to his life. And so when, when I acted like that, we got into a lot of fights because I didn't want to study. I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to do anything he wanted me to do. And he was harsh on me, you know. He, he was harsh because he wanted me to do a lot more. And I gave up. I, I stood there and I gave up and I told him, I don't, I don't want to do all these things, you know. But you know what was the beauty in all of this? The beauty in all of this was even though I gave up on myself, my dad didn't give up on me. He was always Wonderful. on, right? He was he was on the side always supporting me and pushing me to be the woman that I am today. And I think one of the earliest memories of him doing that was when I was in grade 11. Mm-hmm. I think when I Got to grade eleven, and he realized how much fights uh, we got into. By the way, I got, you know, hit a lot when I was younger, and I got a lot of punishments. <laughs> um, when I got to grade eleven, he realized that my capabilities are a lot more different than my brother's, than and from him, you know, like we don't have the same capabilities. And so, when he realized that, he realized that, right? I need to empower this girl in a different manner. Mm-hmm. I need to provide for her in a different manner. And so I was in Shuaifat, by the way. You know that, but our listeners don't know that. I was in Shuaifat Abu Dhabi. And if you were in Shuaifat, you know that there's two sections. There's literature and there's science. And so in grade 10 and 11, I was in the science section. And I was in the science section because I felt like I needed to prove something to my dad. And I constantly kept failing in proving that to him. Mm. And so when he realized that I was doing that, he took me out of science and put me in literature in the area where I really excelled mm-hmm. because he understood at the time that I can't be him. Mm-hmm. I can be me. Yeah. And he needs to support me.
1: The woman. He reached a stage where he saw you and saw what you were good at okay.
0: and decided to build on your strengths. Exactly, exactly. And I think to me that was one of... Like that was one of my earliest memories, and how he empowered me. Um, and honestly, I really cherish it till this moment. You know, it's
1: amazing. Yeah. We all want a, a a moment like that with our fathers, where they really see us and not the image they have of us.
0: I agree, and I think, I think the moment after that became. A lot more valuable because he saw the woman that I am, and so like instead of well, when I was younger, he would support me through his education. Not, well, yeah, he sat down and taught me. He's a by the way, he's an educator. <laughs> he yeah. te- he taught like physics, science, physics, science, biology, all these courses that I failed at, <laughs> and so he empowered me through education, through doing sports, uh, through you know going out and being myself. But the one thing that he does perfectly right now is empowering me through his words. Mm -hmm. And that means a lot to me. But really throughout the years, it did change. And honestly, my dad turned from being my biggest nemesis or my villain to my greatest superhero. And I just love him (laughs) so much. You know
1: how much I love him. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I really want to hear more about how that change happened
1: because I find that very interesting because I know that relationships uh, evolve over time because mm-hmm. both parties change and I'm sure that you've changed and your dad has changed. Of Cause course. I know I see that in myself and my father as well. Yeah. So I was kind of curious about if you have a moment where that change happened or a moment where um, there was a yes. shift in mentality when it
0: came to your dad. Yes, I do. I think there were a couple of moments to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the two moments that really stick out to me are, yes, yeah, so it was in, after grade 12 and we had our graduation dinner And so we went up, so here's the thing, in the dinner, we had to, like the girl would pick up the guy, no, no, she's not picking up any guy, (laughs) the the girl's picking up her father and the son is picking up his mom, right? So, so, sorry you guys, I didn't mean to say any guy because that's not right, you know, she's picking up her father. and you know my dad's like very stiff like he's very the word in arabic for some reason i have no idea why okay but he's very stern he's very stiff he's very like mm, i don't want to do this yeah. you know um so i went up to him i'm like um baba do you want to dance with me and he was like no <laughs> oh no how do you say no to that <laughs> yeah i'm like please i want you to come dance with me and then he was like no, I don't want to dance. You
1: know, you know how they are. You know. Yeah, yeah. My dad's never danced. I've never seen him in my life ever dance. So I got that.
0: They're just really stiff for some reason. So then, and then Momo comes in and she's like, "Of course, of course, he's not gonna dance with you." So then he literally gets up. He's like, "Okay, let's dance." You know, and like we started dancing together. And I think that really that moment was a big shift for me. And I think maybe I'll share it on Instagram with you guys. It's like such a cute moment. And It was the first time that, really, it our relationship kind of shifted from showing love through actions, but also showing love through maybe words too. Mm. Cause the next big moment was when I was in ro- I, Okay. Here's, this part is really vague. I'm not sure which year it was, but I was deciding on what major I need to do. So I, I was in business and I needed to either do HR or marketing or whatever the course was. Right. So then Baba comes and he was like, I just want to say, I am Proud of you, Noor. I am proud of the woman that you are today. And that is such a rare sighting. Like it's like a, seeing a dinosaur for the first time, you know, or like a shooting star or something. Mm. So my mom actually caught it on camera. She's like, Can you repeat that again? Because this is this is something that has to go down in history. Yeah. And I just want to say that moment
1: wasn't, I think that moment wasn't just um, monumental because it's rare but also because of how powerful those words are like look yeah. at those exact words still stuck with you to this day
0: yeah. and it's not words I've heard before in my life like mm-hmm. he's never said he's proud of me but also I was a brat like let's give him credit you know um, <laughs> but but for him to say again I think I mentioned this in the body image one I don't think people understand the impact of their words yeah their words really mean a lot especially when, if they're coming from a person that you truly care love. about
1: yes absolutely yeah. I 100% agree with that and I think that we're both very similar in that regard yeah. where the words that are picked even the words that are used are what's mm-hmm. most important to us the word mm-hmm. and the tone and I yeah. think I always say that to my parents both of them and it's the words that can hurt you, the words that can really hurt you to the core are, on, are only those words that come from people you We're care about. Yeah? If, yeah. I, if I was walking by in the streets and someone yelled something out, I wouldn't give a crap because I don't yeah. care about that person. I don't care I what agree. they think of me. I'm not going to see them ever again. But when it comes from someone you love, it's, it's a different. completely different feeling. It it's completely a completely different, different emotion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah, I completely agree with you on, on the words thing. Um, but to go back to that point... So it's interesting because I feel that my relationship with my dad went from it being toxic and me resenting him and me adopting mechanisms um, that I would perceive as unhealthy because I wasn't receiving attention from him. And even if I was, um, I believed it was unhealthy attention. And so it was super harmful to me. And so what I these mechanisms, essentially what they turned out to be me surrounding myself with unsuitable men kind of vying for their attention. All of that shifted in more recent years and me being in university to a more fruitful, uh, loving relationship that it just went from me resenting my dad to me appreciating, loving him, and absolutely accepting who he is, even with all his imperfections. And you know me, I just really, really love my dad. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. What about you? um,
1: My relationship with my dad. So um, I've been really close with my dad ever since I was really young. I've always really loved him and really respected him. My dad always wanted a uh, girl. So when my mom was pregnant, she mm-hmm. really wanted to have a boy first, but my dad really wanted a girl. And he believed that the baby was going to be a girl so much that he went out, bought all girl clothes before I was even born and before they even knew what my gender was going to be. So he, he really wanted a girl. So when I was born, I was instantly daddy's girl. <laughs> um, and we've had honestly a, a great relationship. From, mm-hmm. from a very young age. Um, my dad was super hardworking and um, very, very determined to achieve the goals he set for himself. So he was busy for a lot, of, a lot of my childhood and somehow still he managed to always find the time to help me experience new things. Mm-hmm. So it was through my dad that I learned how to play karate. It was through my dad that I learned swimming, biking, uh skating um horseback riding honestly um he he was always there for me especially in the sports department it was where we spent time together and being active um but he was also the kind of person who really welcomed my my child questions because you know how children always ask uh, dad what's god where did he come from what's religion <laughs> Um, or like society and how does it work I was just that kind of child who I had just had way too many questions yeah and my dad my dad if he was sitting down and calm and like open to answering questions and having these discussions he was always super patient and super helpful for a child who really wanted all these answers but at the same time if we were out for example and he needed me to do something my dad was a really strict kind Mm -hmm. do this means do this military yeah we don't have time to argue about it right now we can talk about it later but in the moment no you do (sighs) I say you do it you do it you know yeah 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 (laughs) um he was also very strict in other areas and that was something that I had a hard time accepting Mm -hmm. uh, as a child so for him it was you be in bed at eight I don't care if you're not going to sleep. I don't care if you stay up all night, but you stay up all night in bed.
0: Wow. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, I think matter as long as, as thing you're thing. in bed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and he also had this thing where uh, I don't care what's happening in the world. You have to be home inside the house before sunset. <laughs> so uh, he doesn't care how you're going to do it as long as you're home before sunset. He doesn't care where you were before. Just be home before sunset. Yeah. So uh, sleepovers, people listening, Please. Please tell me, what is with fathers and, and Arab fathers and sleepovers? sleepovers. I agree. I, I, don't, don't I still like don't it.
0: get it. Yeah, Neither. I still don't
1: understand to this day. What is it about know. sleepovers that they hate?
0: I, <laughs> I have get no it. idea. I think, I think what it is, is that they like to know that their children are safe. And so they want to keep them in their vicinity the whole time kind of thing. Maybe but, Maybe. but no,
1: even when we traveled, for example, when we went to Lebanon or Jordan to visit family and grandparents, we weren't allowed to sleep at an aunt's house. We weren't allowed to sleep at a cousin's house. And mm. my dad wasn't always with us. So my mom was always with us, but my dad worked. Mm. Um, and still he would call every day, are you sleeping at home? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> anyone out there who's listening who might have an answer to this,
0: please chat to us. Let us know because we still haven't figured it out. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't understand it either. Yeah, so that was that was the one thing that I was like, I don't get it. I just want to sleep over
1: at a friend's house. I just want to like be a kid, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think. I think. Um, to your point. Um, I just want to say when I was younger I felt I never understood my father's actions yeah. and I never understood why he was harsh you know like why is it when you say no it's a no mm. like why can't we and the thing is is that I felt there was never an explanation provided you know yeah. like it was just a no you listen to me it's a no like you said mm. um and so because of that we got into a lot of conflict but I think recently I I came to terms with it and I realized that when they said no, they said no for a good reason, yeah. you know. They said it because they want to make sure that no harm comes to us. They want to sure. make sure that um, we are safe, that we're in a place where they can make sure we are good to go. If we need anything, they're there to provide for us. Absolutely. So it's a tricky situation. Yeah, when you're a child, you
1: don't get these things. You want answers and you have a lot of questions. But one yeah. thing my dad did tell me when I was young, and I, and I know that some of this strictness does come from his background. For example, when I was six years old, I was going to a birthday party and my dad sits me down. Keep in mind, you guys, I'm six. He sits me down and he's like, if you're at a birthday party and you're drinking from an open cup and you leave it on the table and go to the washroom, when you come back, you do not drink from it again. Yeah. And 6 year old dude's like why not it's the same drink and he's like you don't know if anyone laced it in anything mm-hmm. or laced it with anything yeah yeah <laughs> because he told me a story he was like when i was younger i was in lebanon there was a war going on it was a civil war by the way so sometimes you had like brothers fighting other brothers and cousins fighting family so his him and his friend were out at a restaurant and they were drinking whatever it was they were drinking they went to the washroom came back his friend picked up his glass drank it and it was poisoned oh and for the rest God. of his life he was paralyzed oh, and he okay. could have died yeah. so you the, they have been through traumas and these they traumas do. stick with them mm-hmm. and it's hard for them to separate that trauma from the life right now so mm-hmm. they want to protect us I agree, and, and we know that, but as a child, you don't worry about you don't realize how how vulnerable you are as a human. you think oh. you're invincible,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? You just reminded me of a story, and that story actually means a lot to me. Yeah. I remember once I was walking in Wahda Mall. By the way, I lived next to, this is, I think we could leave this for another episode. But if you, when I was younger, if you didn't find me at home, you found me in Wahda Mall doing something. they shopping, something. playing games. I don't know what okay. it is. That sounded know?
1: more ominous at first, but okay. No, no,
0: no. I was either playing games or whatever the case was. And it happened that one time I was walking with my dad. And for some reason, this guy kept staring at me the whole time. And my dad was standing next to me. You know, like the guy had no shame whatsoever to look away, although my father was standing next to me, like there was no respect. Mm. And my father looked at him and he was like, why are you looking?
1: Yeah.
0: Look away. You have no right to look at my daughter like that. You know, in that moment, I felt like, oh, my God, he's embarrassing. Just leave that. But then also my body posture changed instantly. And I'm like, yeah, don't look at me like that. Mm-hmm. don't 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 uh you know uh, come at me with those stupid eyes of yours this is a and- perfect
1: moment of empowerment yeah. him standing up for you allowed you uh, empowered you to also stand up for yourself up For yourself, and I exactly. love that yeah. yeah and it's also yeah. a moment of where you feel safe you know exactly. from that moment onwards that whenever your father is around you know you feel safe I and agree. actually I, I have a, a kind of a story to to just like give our viewers a glimpse of what I truly mean when I say when my dad's around, I truly feel safe. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned a little bit earlier in the episode, I um, did horseback riding when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And at some point I was cantering at my practice. So cantering is when the horse goes really fast. And, um, part of, part of the practice and part of like the learning process is that you have to control the horse enough to get really close to the fence while you're still cantering and turning and going around the, um, in circles. So I, I think at some point I'm going really fast and I lean over a little bit to kick the horse so it can go faster. And I hit a light post Mm
0: -hmm.
1: face first. Mm. And so, at that moment, my dad was there. Obviously, he was always there when I went horseback riding, always watching. Um, I hit the, so I hit the a light post face first. And I recently asked my dad about this, like, what did it look like from your perspective? Because to me, I passed out instantly. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the actual impact. I just remember a little bit later. So I asked him what it looked like, and he said, honestly, do you, it. it Imagine a cartoon like one of those old cartoons where someone's on something that's going really fast and they hit yeah. and they are stuck in midair for a second. Oh yeah. yeah. And then they slide <laughs> down. Oh, my God. So to him he's like, This is honestly what you looked like. The horse just kept going straight uninterrupted and you were just stuck in midair face first until light <laughs> oh, post. God. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. But it's it's just okay, fine. it's funny now. <laughs> and, and and so eventually I slid down and, and I, I was on the ground. So I don't remember the moment of impact and I don't hitting the ground, but I do remember uh, coming to consciousness for a slight moment while laying on the ground. And I remember, so it wasn't that I was recovered from the injury that I came back to consciousness, but I was so scared and so panicked because I had no idea what had happened. I was mm-hmm. on this horse. Next thing I know, I'm on the ground. I have no real perception of what's happening around me,
0: yeah. but I remember- must have been and- scary
1: it was really scary. I'm telling you, I came back to consciousness probably just because of the fear I was fearing. I was feeling. But I I do remember to this day, the image of when I opened my eyes and looked around a little bit, I just saw my dad running towards me. And it was just that image of knowing that he's there Mm -hmm. that made me feel safe enough again to like give into unconsciousness again. I agree.
0: I think... I think there's two things I want to point out from that story. I like I really appreciate that he was there for you when you were doing the sport itself mm-hmm. because let's face it some fathers aren't always around for their kids, you know? Yeah. Or like some people don't even have fathers in the first place. Yeah. But also the blessing. Sec- Yeah, but also the second thing is just the 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 fear, you know, the fear that he might have um, like that his daughter is hurt in front of him. I, yeah. I could never imagine yeah. what he might've went through mm-hmm. um, in his head. Like, oh my God, what happened to my daughter? I need to save mm-hmm. her in a way, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm. But I do give him a lot of credit to be honest because the next thing I remember is uh, waking up in his arms on our way to the car That's and, and he, he didn't look panicked. You know, if, if I were to explain it to you, it's not, I, I knew he was worried for me
0: Mm -hmm. but he didn't let it show enough to let me worry about myself you know what these moments are the best because I feel like um when when the person in front of you is composed and calm especially your father Mm -hmm. is holding himself together that instantly reflects on you his energy pops off on you Mm -hmm. and you become a lot more relaxed although the the environment around you isn't you know, the most helpful, you would say, yeah, right? Yeah, it's horrifying.
1: And I, remember, and I remember thinking that, by the way, I remember mm-hmm. thinking, my dad, my dad's not freaking out. I'm probably not going to die, you know? Yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. I remember sitting in the car on our way home because he needed to take me to the hospital, but we also had my brother and he was a lot younger than me with us. And I remember thinking on my way home, by the way, I was around uh, 10, 10 or nine years old at that time. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember sitting in the car bleeding like from all over my face and thinking um I'm gonna be okay but I also need to do what my dad did for me for my mom Mm -hmm. so when my mom comes to see me I don't look panicked so that she doesn't panic because that's what my dad taught me in that moment
0: that's amazing that's amazing his calmness his composure his Mm -hmm. demeanor empowered you can Absolutely. you, like, you know, it's, it's just all those little things, everything yeah. they do just
1: gives us power, gives us confidence,
0: gives yeah, us belief I in agree. ourselves. I yeah. agree. What is okay? What is a few words to describe your father? And what is, you would say, one thing that you'd like to change about him? Mm. um I think the best is to, words to
1: describe my father are determined nice. and persistent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And I think caring and caring in the most Arab way in that he doesn't like to show it, but you know, he's always thinking about you and he's always thinking about how he can help everyone around him. Um, And I think he's open-minded and I love that about him. I love that now that I'm older and when I grew up, we could sit down and have proper open discussions about so many things in life. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's not, it's not always how it is with other people's parents. So I really appreciate um, that he speaks his mind, that mm-hmm. he's not afraid to say what he truly thinks and what he truly believes. And he's the kind of person who stands by his convictions and stands by his beliefs. And I also really respect that in a person. Yep. Yeah. Um, but something that I like, uh, something that I want to change about my father, you said?
0: Mm-hmm. It, um um I wouldn't wouldn't say say change, change. I would say maybe, um, something you don't see eye to eye with him, maybe like you disagree on how he handles it, for example, something you'd like, okay, you know. I don't know if it's I disagree in
1: how he handles it, but something that I'm not like him in, Mm um, he's the kind of person who always needs the next goal and always needs the next dream and needs to constantly be working towards something. And I feel that that's how he wants everyone around him to be. And I, and I mean, it's a great thing you can't achieve without dreaming. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that mentality, that type of thinking puts a lot of pressure on me. Mm -hmm. Um, and my dad's also a little bit the kind who has always, has always been vocal About seeing potential in me and being proud of the person I am, and yes, he takes credit for it. (laughs) (laughs) Credit, credit credit for a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, but he because he sees all of that and because he recognizes all of that in me, he wants more from me. Mm. And I feel that sometimes it puts a lot of pressure on me, and that pressure can be a little bit crippling because it feels like no matter what I do, I might not be able to achieve his dreams for me. And then when I think about that, I'm like, why am I even trying to achieve someone else's dreams for me? I should be achieving my mm-hmm. own dreams.
0: Are you um, afraid of disappointing him?
1: Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Even though I did go up to him once and I, I th- we, had, we had a heated discussion about something. And I went up to him afterwards and I said, did that, did that discussion upset you? Mm-hmm. And he said, I want you to know that nothing you ever say could truly disappoint me or truly upset me. Because I am proud of who you are and I am proud of the person that you are. Mm-hmm. And these discussions only help me learn more about you and how you think. And yeah. that is, that just makes our relationship stronger and our relationship better. That's and amazing. so I try to always remember those words, yeah. but it's hard. It's hard because when you love someone so much, you do want to
0: be the best that you can be for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I agree. Do you have that feeling with your father? I think that with my father, um, like, it's different because I think my dad recognized at a very early age that my goals in life um, are not the same as his. My Mm -hmm. capabilities are not the same as his. Um, My feelings are not the same as his. So when a person comes in, especially your dad recognizes that you are never going to be the person you're never going to be like him. Hmm. Um, he'll push you in the way that you want to be pushed. Um, and so um, he, he, he doesn't have that. He understands that I have my own goals and aspirations. And the one thing that I'm really truly proud of with my father is that um, he's, I'm going to use the analogy of the stairs. So I'm going upstairs, I'm climbing a mountain. Um, you have my father pushing me upstairs you know um, lending me that hand to make sure that I'm reaching the top of the mountain or reaching the top of the stairs wow, that's a wonderful analogy I just want to say like that that's such a wonderful way to put it in there thank you because
1: it's like you are going in that direction and he recognizes that you're going in that direction and mm-hmm. he knows that his job is to assist you in achieving or reaching your My, destination I, I, that's I agree it's wonderful Okay, but Ned, what about you? Um, what are a few words you can use to describe your dad? And what's something that maybe you didn't see eye to eye with him on? Ooh.
0: First of all, I, I want to say, I think we mentioned it in the beginning, there aren't enough words to describe my father. Yeah. I feel that there aren't enough words to describe my father. And I love him so much. But I think the first thing that pops into my head, like I think he's sarcastic. <laughs> I love his sense of humor Mm -hmm. and by the way if you know me as nude I if you don't understand my jokes because my whole family runs on being sarcastic and making (laughs) jokes I'm sorry you can't get along with me (laughs) um so yeah I I I think his sense of humor I think how hardworking he is Mm -hmm. um I think um he's a visionary too like he's a type of person that really thinks about the future and I think that I adopted that from him. I love that in more recent times, um, he's shown more signs of empathy. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like also, you know, in his own way, he's become a lot more of a feminist. So like when previously he used to come back from work, he expected everything um, to be ready for him. You know, the you know, like you need to cook, you need to do all of that, but you know what? now he he actually helps around the house, he helps my mom when she goes to pick up some groceries, and not just that, I think he really sets an example of what um how a man is supposed to treat me in the future. Mm. So I always say I would always want to marry a, a guy that has somewhat has same qualities as my father, because he really sets a Makes good sense. Example. It's what you admire.
1: Yeah, right? yeah.
0: And I, I think also one last thing. Um, I think that he, I love that he validates my feelings. Yeah. Um, previously, when I used to go up to him and tell him stuff, he would like, get over it. Just <laughs> whatever, you know. Yeah. But now it's more of, okay, let's try to um, decipher why you're feeling what you're feeling. And let's talk about it. Because mm-hmm. truly, when you're validating your daughter's feeling and making her feel safe and secure, it empowers her, you know. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and I think the next part of your question, uh, is what, what I don't like just, oh man, his delivery, God, yeah. he needs to work on that, man. Yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes, um, he like, he'll want, he'll come, want to come up to you and tell you, for example, um, go out, you know, but like, he doesn't, he doesn't say for, I'm just giving example. It's not true. Mm-hmm. So instead of coming like, "Noor, I really think that you need to go out because it's better for your health. Whatever, whatever. He'll just go like, go out. I need you out of the house, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just, I think his delivery needs a little bit tuning, I would say. <laughs> but um, otherwise, it's, it's okay. Do you feel <laughs> a change between it now and before? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I think that he's, um, um, like before, he didn't really care or not. I think you touch- touched on it. Like, they're so hardworking. They come back. My, t- my dad's a professor. He's a teacher. Yeah. So imagine working all day with, with students and being, an, like, he, my dad being an introvert. Um, and then coming back home, he's not in the mood. He doesn't, like, leave me alone. I just want to be at home, enjoy myself. Mm. But now it's, it's a lot more, like, okay. Uh, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna discuss it, um, and I think this is a very don't be shy moment. And you guys, I feel like we've never really explained That's what true. the don't be shy moment is. Yeah. Um, it's a moment where we feel like <laughs> it's a little bit more maybe conservative in a way, or like something that might be a little bit more embarrassing, yeah, or like my,
1: maybe a little bit harder to say. It. And yes. by the way, don't be shy.
0: Is play on words by the yeah. way? Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's C H A I. But that's because Nuda and I's favorite drink is a chai it's latte. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, like, grab your chai's. Um, I, I think, you, Nuda, you know this. Um, and the whole communications part. Um, you know, my father holds meetings for us. Oh, meetings. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, sits us down have one by meeting. one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we either have family meetings, and these family meetings usually are like, okay, what are we going to eat for the week? What are we going to do for the week? uh, how our finances, whatnot. Um, but then the one-on-one meetings are usually more of, okay, where are you in your life? What do you want? Mm -hmm. Um, let's try to see where you can go, you know? Um, and honestly, I used to like, really not like them when I was younger, like, oh, you're just wasting my time. Why are you doing this? But I really think they're cute moments because, because, First of all, who holds meetings with their kids? <laughs>
1: it's funny. I mean, who calls them that? This is such a, this is the educator in him. It's yeah. like you're going up to your professor and having like a meeting on progress <laughs> or something.
0: Yeah. But even then, I feel like I always enter these meetings so resistant, but then I always come out of them so enlightened because I'm like, oh, you know, like it, you helped me see, see things from a different perspective. So yeah, let's, let's have more of these meetings these meetings that he holds with us are not just him for for him to you know kind of just have one on one with us but more of to gather the family around too because my dad to my dad family is really important and he through his through these meetings he ensures that we're all sitting together all sharing our views and ideas together and also still all of us connecting with one another but i have a question for you hmm. okay do you feel like your uh, your relationship with your dad is more of a father-daughter relationship or does it tend to be more of a friendship? Mm, I would say it's definitely a father-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think I, I like to think of it that way because I think we already kind of mentioned it. We said every woman needs a father figure in her life. yeah, And I feel like you can only have I, I only have this one dad and I want yeah. that relationship to still be there. He's the one person I can go up to and feel safe 100%. And I know that if he's there, my life is a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I can have a lot of other friends and I can have different relationships with my other friends, but no one can replace my dad. And so I feel like my relationship with him, I hope will always be a father-daughter relationship where I can go to him and feel safe and feel secure and feel protected and feel validated.
0: So, yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, Me? I feel like, here's the thing. I like that we have a father-daughter bond, but I also like that it diverges to it being a little bit more of a friendship. Um, Just because I feel like, I ex- when we are in that friendship zone, I tend to express myself a little bit better and I don't hold back. I feel like if I'm talking to purely just my father, I tend to hold back and not say whatever I want to say fully. So when, we, when I talk to him as a friend, it becomes more of a give and take and becomes more of we're trying to understand each other more and get the best out of each other.
1: Mm. So, why, do you think, why do you think you can only talk to him in that way when you view him as a friend? compared to our
0: father because I feel like if I talk to him as a father I feel like I'll disappoint him Mm. (laughs) um so like I don't want to go through that idea of me disappointing him because I felt like I've already disappointed him a lot previously Mm. and so for me to divert away from that I see him more of a friend um that I can talk to and genuinely be myself around and he can fully support that. Mm-hmm. You go from being at a certain level mm-hmm. to a different level, you know, mm-hmm. and we begin to see things eye to eye. Um, and I think he begins to see me as a friend too, because he starts to be a lot more expressive with me. You know what I mean? He opens up about a lot of things a lot more. Whereas I feel like if he maintains his posture as a dad, he doesn't want to show his daughter that he's not perfect all the time. He doesn't want to show his daughter that sometimes he makes mistakes. Mm. So so that's the thing that I really love about my father is that I can understand that he's an imperfect man and he makes mistakes. Mm. To me, he's perfect. Mm. Um, and so when we reach that level of friendship, it's more of like, it's more of a human to human connection, you know?
1: Then maybe, maybe um, be, like before, within that question is the idea of how do you define a father-daughter relationship? Because for me, I can talk to him about these things because he is my father. And I feel like I am more open to talking to him about these things because he welcomes them so openly. He comes up to me and he wants to know what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling and why I'm thinking that. So mm-hmm. I feel I can have these conversations with my dad because he is
0: my dad. So that's I think really
1: it's our, it's our definition of enough. how we define that relationship yeah. that's different.
0: And I think also my past experiences with him really shaped mm-hmm. it to the way it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, in our subconsciously, in our mindsets, um, if we still talk on that level of father daughter, we won't really achieve anything, you know so when we take away from all the past experiences and see each other more as friends we love appreciate and adore each other a lot more you know interesting yeah yeah were, were there ever moments where you felt like you've disappointed your father um
1: i think the 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 earliest one i can remember is um so my my relationship with my mom when i was younger was a little bit more rocky than my relationship with my dad one day i was arguing with my mom and for some reason throughout that argument i became convinced that she wasn't my mom and that she didn't love me and that i was adopted (laughs) i was like 11 (laughs) and i guess i watched a lot of tv but so i'm like if you're not my mom why am i living with you Mm -hmm. so i pick myself up after that argument and i just walk out the door just just during the argument, walk out the door. I don't I don't even think I changed my shoes. I think I was still in my slippers. I walk out the door, I'm still upset. I walk for no more than two hundred meters or three hundred meters before I realize I didn't take my bag, like I didn't take clothes, I didn't take food, water money. Oh <laughs> so I'm like, God. this was the least thought out escape plan ever. But I was a very prideful child. Or I was a very prideful child. I was like, I am not going back. And I'm very stubborn. I am very stubborn. Um, so i was like, I'm not going back. So uh, I realized that I couldn't go too far because I wasn't wearing proper shoes either. <laughs> <laughs> so I found, um, I found this like a little construction site next to our house. So I spent the next almost an hour or two hours at that construction site refusing to go home mm-hmm. until I got hungry. <laughs> oh my God. Of course food's was gonna like, bring you back. Of course food's gonna bring me back. Probably what my parents were thinking too. I was like, that's it. I'm hungry. My my escape plan is ruined. I gotta go back home. Yeah. So I, I take my care of myself, go back home, and I remember I walk into the house still very um upset and wanting everyone to know it yeah,
0: yeah And as
1: soon as I walk in I see my mom sitting on the couch and I I remember thinking that she was trying really hard to pretend like she didn't care that I came back home mm-hmm. and while I was gone my dad had come home from work so all yeah. my mom says as she looks up she says your dad's waiting for you upstairs <laughs> and I'm just oh, like oh that's damn. terrifying yeah so I go upstairs knowing that like this is it, like it's coming for me. So I go upstairs, and I'm still determined not Mm -hmm. to show any remorse, determined not to show that I regretted my actions in any way. Because at that point, I still thought I completely had every right to run away. So I walk into his room, (laughs) and I see the look on his face. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to describe that look, because it was a mixture of so many things. And it was the first time I had ever seen true rage in his eyes. But Mm -hmm. also, A huge part of it was disappointment. Mm -hmm. So to me, it was the first time I had seen my dad so truly disappointed in me. Mm -hmm. And there was another thing, and that was the thing that hurt the most. It was the feeling of him thinking he had failed. Mm -hmm. And I think that hurt more than anything. Because to him, it was, if my daughter is running away at the age of 11, then I have failed as a parent. And I remember just looking at his face. Tears start streaming down my face. (laughs) So, But still, I'm that prideful child who's like, no, I'm determined to not show that I am wrong. So I'm still staring him back in the eyes with tears streaming down my face, but still a serious look of defiance in my eyes. (laughs) And suddenly he he really sees me and he sees that I'm actually crying. And he goes, why are you crying? I haven't said anything yet. (laughs) But I think that that moment was was a really tough moment for my dad because like if my daughter's running away at 11 what is she leaving for the rest Mm -hmm. of her life
0: (laughs) of course so my question is to you do you feel like you relate more to your mom or to your dad um I
1: think that my way of thinking the structure of my thinking is more like my dad's Mm -hmm. um but somehow my personality is more like my mom's okay okay what about you
0: well, I mean, I always get comments that I'm just like my dad. So yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would say I, I've adopted, it's interesting because I've, ad, I've adopted a lot from him, but when I was younger, I didn't want to be him, you know? Um, and I, I felt like ugh, I'd rather do anything just not to have my dad's personality because of the phase that we went through. But now I can say I'm really proud to have some of his personality traits, like the whole Idea of him being a visionary, intellectual, Mm -hmm. kind, um, forgiving, Mm -hmm. understanding—all of these things mean to me, and I think that he understands that I am his own. I am my own person. He is his own person, but we have a lot of similarities, and we both appreciate that. That's awesome. And
1: actually, in terms of in terms of um, my dad's way of parenting. Mm-hmm. I think the interesting thing is that he draws a lot of parallels from how his dad raised him. Um, so my grandfather, my dad didn't really um, have his father there for all of his childhood, which is still amazing because the impact my grandfather has had on my dad is still very evident. Mm-hmm. But my dad had to basically raise himself and support his family during a war while still going to school. Mm-hmm. And I just find that amazing, and that's one of the things that I truly respect and admire about him is how much he's willing to do for his family and how far he's willing to go to achieve his dreams. My dad's also very much a dreamer. Mm-hmm. He, he works by setting goals and achieving them, and I think exactly. that that's very admirable too. And he went from living in a refugee camp during a war to moving to the UAE, working like odd jobs here and there until he landed a good one he lived and slept at the office no one knows that (laughs) Uh, until he could make enough money to like rent a place and then and then to being here to helping us come to Canada to get for us to have a better life for us to not have to suffer like he did and to being the CEO of a huge company in the UAE like he I there's so much I admire about him and there's Uh, people always think, oh, I really want my dad to tell me they're proud of me or he's proud of me. But honestly, I think that our dads deserve to hear that we're proud of them too. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: have, and I have been very vocal about that as well. I went up to him, he started doing his PhD recently. And I went up to him, I was like, I am honestly very proud of you. Not only did you achieve all your goals in life, you haven't stopped. To you, you have started a new chapter.
0: And yeah, yeah. so very proud of think. I think to me, it's not uh, like if I were, yes, I would say I'm proud. I would go up to my dad and say, I'm proud of you. But I think to me, the one thing I would say is I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, because also I don't think there, in my opinion, like I don't think my father has been shown a lot of love in his life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, men need to be shown love, you yeah. know, especially fathers. And so, and i don't I, I don't really say it when I was younger to him I, I never said it because of our relationship, mm. um, but I tend to say it now a little bit more just to show him that I actually do love him mm. and I think i 'm going to quote Michael Scott on this or a little bit <laughs> take take a little bit from him
1: what a person to quote
0: <laughs> he's he 's funny um, I think that i I love him so much to the point of I'm afraid of how much I love him. Like, I would seriously take a bullet for him, you know, like that kind of love. Why and does that scare you? Because I wouldn't know, like, I don't know what to do without my father, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could never imagine myself losing him someday. And I know, like, it would be so hard to me, you know? Mm-hmm. It would be, it would really hit a nerve with me if one day I wake up and I know that my father isn't there for me anymore, you know? And so, I don't know. I feel like it's a sentiment shared by everyone, don't you think?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah.
0: uh, Everyone who's, mm,
1: I mean, I know that people have a different relationship with their fa- relationships with a their lot fathers. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm glad that we have that kind of relationship with ours. I agree. Yeah. And like, I, I think I told you this, um, whenever, like, the one thing that's really going to make me sad if I ever get married is, because um, in our tradition, usually when we're getting married, there's something called Ketbiktab. I don't know what is it in English is isn't it just your marriage license signing your marriage license okay there you go okay. um and so usually in that tradition it's usually the father giving away his his daughter to his son-in-law yeah oh, and it's such a sad moment like i don't think i'll be, i don't think i'll be able to bear it i know i'm going to break mm. down crying and i'm for 100% sure that um when i ever when i do have my wedding i will definitely have a daughter dad dance <sighs> Yeah. In, Western,
1: in Western tradition, by the way, they also do. Uh, so when, when the bride walks down the aisle, it's her dad kind of giving her away to her husband and her husband's I know.
0: family. But yeah. Um, How does that make you feel, like knowing that? I
1: feel okay about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, because, not because I want to leave my dad or I'm happy to be moving away. or it's not, it's not of that. It's just that I have an understanding that that is the way of life and Mm -hmm. eventually i will move out whether it's to get married or whatever reason doesn't diminish my relationship with my dad at all i don't think it would affect it in any way not really Mm -hmm. um and i think in that on that day i hope that my dad is just happy for me and that he's there to support me and that he's there at all like i know some people who might not have been able to have their parents at their or their dad at their wedding and i think that's what's heartbreaking
0: and i think Essentially, like, it really boils down to this. And my father has said this to me a couple of days ago. And I really appreciate that. He said, Nour, I've given you all you need. I taught you your values, your ethics. I've given you knowledge. And I am proud of the women that you are today. And I'm proud of all of your achievements and everything that you're going to achieve in the future. Now, it's on you. You know, now it's time for you to fly away and be the woman that you are and that I am proud of. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I
1: love that our parents are always pushing us to know that we can achieve anything we set our minds to. Yeah.
0: Okay, on that note, what is the final thing you'd like to say to end this episode about fathers? Hmm. We talk so much about
1: fathers today and how much they mean to us. And I think... There isn't enough
0: words to describe. No,
1: no. I think that's what I, the talking about it today has made me realize that i there aren't words to describe how my father has impacted my life and how how he has affected me and the impact he's had on me as a person and I truly am grateful for all the things he's done for me and the person that I am today, thanks to him mm-hmm. and I hope that all the women out there have father figures in their lives that will support them and stand by them and show them that they can be the powerful women that he, they know they can be. Um, And to show them that the world is their oyster, go out, be who you are. And your dad will always be in your corner, always standing at your back. For sure.
0: Oh, that's a very sweet message.
1: What about you? Anything else you'd like to add before we
0: end it? I think just the, like, I'd like to reemphasize the idea that fathers are a way of empowering women. Um, And to your point, I totally agree that um, if it wasn't for my father, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. Um, But also I'd like to add one more point that just like how they give you love and care and, you know, that kindness, don't forget they also need it too, you know, they need that love, care and kindness. So on this episode, maybe after, if you heard this, go up to them, tell them, Baba, I love you and give them like a little hug and a kiss, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's a cute way of showing them that you also care, you know, Absolutely. From your-
1: tell them you love them, tell them you're proud of them. That's a wonderful yeah. way to end it. dude. Thank you. and to everyone listening thank you for joining us on this special episode special father's day episode
0: and happy father's day to all the fathers out there by the way yes happy fathers. father's day yes and we'll see you next episode see you then